Hey, hey guys, we are back with another wonderful episode of Dynasty, Dynasty Queen. I'm Pamela Nicole, and I've got the beautiful, lovely, talented, vivacious. My, 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 Nia J. That was quite an intro. Okay. <laughs> Well, before we get started, guys, I do want to just shout out our sponsor. Huge thank you to Social Media Blast Off. Whether or not you're trying to just build your brand, you're an entrepreneur, you're an artist, whatever the case may be, Social Media Blast Off has you covered. They cover socials such as Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. So if y'all are artists too out there, you need your music out there, go ahead and check them out. Um, go ahead and scan the QR code down here for 40% off. Get your Stuff started with socialmediablaststop.net. All right, my love, it is a new week, a new day. Yes, it is. Yes, ma'am. What are we, what are we discussing today, Miss Nia J? You know what we're talking about today, guys? We're actually going to be touching, touching, lightly treading, <laughs> <laughs> lightly treading on the topic of female unity. You know, togetherness, bonding. What is feminism? What is a feminist? <laughs> what is anti-feminism? What does it mean? You know, so just pretty much want to kind of peel back that onion a little bit. I know one of these can be like a very touchy topic for certain people, but I feel we need to have the discussion. We need I to have the discussion. Because guess what? There are too many hating ass hoes out here. Hello. What has happened over time? I just feel like as time progresses, the hater, the hater rage just gets a lot stronger. You know, I don't feel, in my opinion, I don't feel that we have that camaraderie that we should have as the female species. I feel that there's a lot of room for improvement because if we were more unified and had like a similar vision, we could have made it a lot further in this world without all the division in between. So what do you think could have happened though? Like from back in the days when, you know, we screamed feminism and we needed equal rights and we had the same rights as men. And that was the biggest thing to now, like we don't even get support from each other. It's like, we should have a sisterhood. And you know, what happened? What do you think happened, hon? You know what happened? I think, you know, back in the day, women were simple. What I mean by simple is we didn't work, especially black women. That's a whole nother. That's a chapter. That's a whole chapter book. But let's just talk about the average Caucasian woman in the United States. What about 150 years ago? She didn't work even 100 years ago. She didn't work. She probably had at least six children, right? At least six to ten. She probably looked old and haggard by the time she was 40, you know, and the beauty aesthetic really wasn't a thing at that time. Women's mentality was to take care of home, take care of the kids and please your man. That was pretty much it. <laughs> and I don't really think that, you know, in those days, of course, I'm sure men have always been attracted to women because of looks. But especially in those days, I'm sure a man wanted a woman who could take care of home. You know, she could have looked like Shrek's wife. Girlfriends, <laughs> 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 regardless. Remember, we're talking about come on in. Mm -hmm. You know, so we know back in the day, there's a lot of little love children all over the place. There's a, probably an uncle and aunt that people don't know about. You know what I'm saying? So 
Mm -hmm. All that kind of stuff has been around for a long time. But I just feel like moving into the 20th century, Black women included, all race women, we had certain associations with um, characters like Barbie. And, you know, I think that probably was the first, along with like the supermodel era that kind of came in, like with the Twiggies and stuff back in the day. That whole thing and the 007 girl, I think the 60s were a time of like, let's let's sell sex. You know, that Stafford wife thing is kind of like, it's not working. It's not sexy. <laughs> you know, we have TV, we have the movie theater, like we want to see something with some sex appeal. Let's try to, you know, up the ante a little bit. So I think when that happened, the Barbie doll and 007 girl, the model, I think it kind of made some women kind of be like, hey, I'm not that. And mm. it kind of probably put a, you know, a little bit of division between us because now we're starting to look at ourselves as sex symbols, as, you know, perfect, you know what I'm saying? Based on what we see in the media, you know? I feel that. And yeah. just to, you know, just to add on to that too, you know, you're talking about Twiggy and, you know, Barbie, that was a big day and age of Marilyn Monroe too. Like she, yes. you know, I'm a huge fan, you know? So it's like just her sex appeal alone changed the face of the world. Like, during that time frame, you know, and even then, like she was thicker. She was like, I, I want to say, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think she was like a size 12. So she was like an average woman size, you know, it wasn't even like she was like stick skinny or anything, but she was voluptuous for right. that time, you know? And I think like you're saying, that's definitely the time where people are like idolizing, but at the same time comparing, it's like, what do I need to do to get there? And I know you're all about fitness and any, everything like that. Have you ever seen like the um, exercise equipment from the 50s and 60s? I don't really think I have. Was it very different than today? Girl, it was like rubber bands and they would sit or they would stand in the rubber bands and the rubber bands are like doing this and like around their stomachs and trying to like almost kind of like contouring their stomach without working out like what we would do nowadays. That's That was their working out. They would just stand there and let the like bands rub against their skin and just contour like their hips and their waist and stuff like that. So it, it's really strange. <laughs> I'll have to send you a little bit. But like you said, that's kind of like what's happening today. Cause don't they have like the cupping and the, what's it called? The, you know, the banding, yeah. all that stuff. You can go do like 45 to hour, 30 minute sessions. So, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So that you think it's kind of like, it's, it's a little bit more on the tame side, what they were doing versus, you know, yeah, doing like what they're doing now. Surgery is like, okay. Hey. Oh. Go ahead, baby. I was saying, well, do you think, and we'll take it back to your question, as the, I guess the sexual revolution kind of came into play, the vanity of the 50s and 60s is kind of making a comeback. Like, you know, because I mean, we can't forget about like the feminist movement and how like in the 70s women were like, you know what, screw all that. I'm about to grow my armpits long and hairy, okay, not going to take a bath, you know, Bernie's bra, whatever. Right, right. Like, I mean, is that what's happening? We're, like, really emphasizing the vanity more so than ever? I, I definitely think so, just because, like like I've said before, like, every time you go on socials, you see the BBLs, you see all these girls trying to just get to some kind of hierarchy that 
I don't know if it's just almost an obsession at this point, you know, because sometimes it's, it's just too much. And I understand the mentality. It's like, I want this type of body, but you have to, the physical and the mental have to almost be in sync. You know what I mean? And a lot of times it's not. So it's just, it's, it's crazy to me just to see how we like degressed. You know what I mean? See, uh, the thing about it, I definitely hear what you're saying. I'm not opposed to people getting surgery if it's for the right reasons, for example. Same. You know, if you need a tummy tuck, if you had um, nine children, like there's a lady on Instagram, she has like a lot of followers, very large family. um, And she just had a tummy tuck, you know, and she looks great. So I support if you need little nips and tucks, but just make sure that it's for the right reason. It's not like to please a man or somebody you're dating or married to or it's for you. If you're going to do something like that, um, it's for you. And guess what? You do have to maintain it, too. True. You know, <laughs> you got to maintain it. That's the route you're going to take. You got to maintain it. So, you know, um, but as far as like the transition, I was watching a documentary about Barbie. Uh-huh. It's like around the same time the movie came out in the summer. Yeah. And what they were saying was the first Barbie doll came out like what, 1957, 58, something like that. Mm-hmm. They purposely made her semi-attractive, but they said, we don't want her to be too pretty because we wanted the everyday girl to be able to relate to her. Okay. That was the first three years. By 1961, they said, Mm-mm. no, 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 Miss Man. We're about to va 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 boom Barbie up, okay? The Barbie came with the tits and then she had, you know, the curves and everything. Like mm-hmm. the original Barbie didn't have tits, you know? And yeah. they also, one thing that stood out the original Barbie was made to look down. Her eyes did not look straight ahead. Like 1970, they changed it to where Barbie looked straight ahead. So you can actually kind of connect or correlate how the woman is changing in the modern world. You can kind of look at how the, the Barbie doll, you know, made her journey. It's like, <clears throat> when did the disconnect happen with society where, you know, Screw 85% of those normal looking folks. We only care about the pretty people. <laughs> Jeez. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. I, I, girl, I, I just can't. Like, just what you said, that, you know, I, I look at it and it makes so much sense because you go from being super submissive, you don't make eye contact, like you're saying, to that, you know, era of we can do it, you know? (laughs) But my thing is, unfortunately, that had good intentions, but it has a good side to it. The good side is that women were like, you know what? I am going to lift my head up and I'm going to do whatever I want to do in this life, regardless of whatever. I get that. But it also created a monster on the other end of the spectrum, you know? Okay. Go ahead and elaborate a little bit about what monsters do you think or what negative um, aspects have come from that, do you think? The sense of, you know, when a woman um, of status or a certain look carries herself a certain way. You know what I mean? They may, I've heard people say like Halle Berry, oh man, she's so down to earth when you meet her in real life. It's wonderful. Yeah. People want to people correlate beauty with someone who's nice. Because it feels good. You want to see something aesthetically beautiful and you want to assume that this person is just wonderful. 
that's why, you know, social media influencers, male and female people are, you know, posting hard eyes and expressing their affection because you have a fantasy about this person that you don't know. Yeah. Because the shade room and the shade room and all these other sites will let us know very clearly that some of these beautiful girls are cuckoo crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not <laughs> coming from here crying about some dude who don't give a damn. Okay. <laughs> so they get exposed, right? The cuckoo crazy right. exposed. But you assume it's the fantasy. You assume that something is so pretty and delicate and oh, very feminine and it's gonna mm-hmm. be perfect, right? When in reality nobody is. So that part of it. Putting that pressure on women, especially in the inter- entertainment industry, like we're in, we've done modeling and stuff, you know, and you're always constantly having to compare yourself to the next girl. Am I going to book this gig? Does she have a look they're going for? This person may think I'm a better fit. All that kind of stuff. If you don't have tough skin and you could speak on this too, you don't oh, have yeah. tough skin. It's not going to work out. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you almost have to be like, and you have to have the mindset like, you know, I, they, they are going to tell me no. And just, you have to be like cutthroat with yourself. They're like, I may get this. I may not. And if I don't, that's fine because there's other opportunities. You know, I can say from experience, I have had photographers. They wanted just strictly black girls to audition for, you know, a shoot. I show up. I'm too light. I'm not black enough. And, you know, that, that was actually one of those shoots that, that really did bother me, you know, but at the end of the day, I know who I am and that's fine. I just kept going and I've booked many more since then, but it's like things like that, that I've experienced. What about you? Um, You know, I can look at both ends of the coin because not only have I been in front of the camera as the model, the video girl, whatever right. the role was, I've also been behind the scene as a casting agent. Mm-hmm. So for me, of course, there's going to be castings where they want a Caucasian, they want a Latin, or they'll say they want a light skin or a Latin, or they'll say they want brown skin, dark skin, or just chocolate girls. You have to understand. Mm-hmm. It, I hate that they turn, they shouldn't have turned you away though. Even if you show up, you're still supposed to let them, you know? Exactly. But, you know what I mean? At least be, be kind about it. But when they put that in the fine print, that's what they mean. That's what the directors are looking for, for yeah. whatever the project is. So I get that. Um, but it is hard for me sometimes because I'm going to, you know, share a real perspective here. You know, um, body size and image, it does mean a lot in this industry. So sometimes it's, it's kind of hard um, to, you know, kind of let some women down. But at the same time, getting into the beauty industry or entertainment world, you have to know the expectation, right? Exactly. You know, you have to know that mainstream, whatever this is, it's a certain body type and size. And they have other avenues for other size people. You know, they it's become, a, I think, a less biased world. You know, Tord Models and Lane Bryant, they are making big change. There's that one girl, I think her name's like Ashley something, like she's yes, big time plus size model, beautiful. Absolutely. So there's different avenues, but if you already know, I think going into the gig, just know like what the expectation is because if it's, if I'm a, I'm a realist, so I think that you should be a realist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you know that your size is not what they're looking for, like completely out of the ballpark, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But don't let them dim your light because there's other opportunities. 
period. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Always. That was a good way of putting it, babe. Because, you know, like a lot of, I've I've met a lot of people that are like, I want it all and I want to try for it all. And it's, that's just not the way the world works, unfortunately, you know? And I think honestly, just from what we're talking about now, that also has caused a rift in us as females. Cause it's just like, well, what's wrong with me? Why does she get that? You know, and some people, they can't change their body. They can't, you know, they're built a certain way. And like you said, you got to kind of just go with where you fit in. And some girls, unfortunately, they don't know the difference. They haven't learned that part of, like, you know, who they are or whatever, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a fine line between um, body positivity. But then when you think about it, if somebody is morbidly obese, then that's not healthy for their life. You know, that could actually cut their life short. So even the people, if you notice, um, like Monique from the past, remember she was plus size female empowerment, but then even at that, she went through a whole weight loss journey. Yes. So it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. It's just a matter of being healthy. It's, you know, it can be a lifestyle, but yes, to get back to the actual point of what you said, the reason I brought up Barbie and everything, I feel like when we as women started to look at ourselves more as objects, mm-hmm. um, sexual objects, which, like I said, it has positive, a great positive aspect on how we, you know, carry ourselves today versus the women of the past. But it created what I'm seeing as little monsters yeah. on both sides of it. The monster who doesn't think. She's as good as the next girl who's going to treat her a certain way. When the girl who's the it girls could be sweet as pie, but she's getting tortured by people who don't value themselves. Or on the flip side, the pretty pageant queen is the one who's the bully and the antagonist. Ooh. You can't sit with me. So in <laughs> looking at both sides of the coin, it could be negative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. You're feeling a certain way and you're going to perpetuate on other people depending on how you feel about yourself. I understand. I totally feel that. Yeah. You know, I, I noticed, like, I don't know how it is out there in Atlanta, but um, there are small groups of women that they'll get together and just kind of brainstorm. Like, this is just like in the within the model community. Um, brainstorm, like, activities and things to do and just have, like, especially with Black women, it's, it's just so important, especially out here, that we just stay connected and we keep up with each other. What are you doing here? It's almost like you and I do, like on a, a weekly basis, daily basis. Like, what are you doing? What are your goals? What do you have planned? Okay, what can I do as, you know, your comrade to help you better yourself and just, you know, stay united and build each other up, which is right. honestly what this platform is about too. You know, we're all about empowering that and getting rid of all this negativity that is just gone yeah. around. You know, it's, it's so much negativity today. And it's just like, I just think that's one of the things. Now, at the same time, jealousy is not something that's modern day. No, it has existed for a very long time. So even I feel even before, even when the domestic woman. She could still have it in her heart to, to hate another female. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Now. We like to bring up history a lot on this on this show, but I think it's for the best because some people may not know the history. I'm going to take it back to our history. Um, you know, they had the field slave versus the house slave. Mm-hmm. 
I think those are very divisive tactics for the black community that, you know, the people in charge, the forces that be made sure it was a domineering aspect of their mindset in their everyday life. They know that they see these light, light skinned niggas in the house. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Cause some of these were the master's children. <laughs> For they're sure. living in the house, cooking and stuff, even though the women did not have the best lifestyle. They're getting raped. Some of them became mistresses by choice because a lot of them were not wanting to be their willing partners. Hello. Right. You know? So all of that was happening. And meanwhile, the other women are in the field, you know? So kind of started some rifts there. And that was purpose on purpose, too. You know, it was so ugly. That's like the the like spawn of colorism right then and there. At that, that point. was the first spawn of colorism, and then the second wave happened when the HBCUs opened up, and they had the um, fraternities and sororities. You know, the, I know it's not that way today, but supposedly yeah. back in the day, you know, AKAs were lighter than a brown bag or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the deltas were going to be brown bags and to chocolate. Even the movie School Days, you know, so we're not making this stuff up. This is stuff that really exists. That was, I think, when the black colleges came, unfortunately. Yeah. That was another time of like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. For the sure. light skin, dark skin, old as age, part of the black trauma experience, I guess. Right. Look, speaking of traumas, like, geez, Louise. You know, and I didn't even think about that, like, aspect of it. It's just insane. Just as black women, black people, what we've gone through, but just, you know, going with black women, just I guess what I'm trying to see, I'm all about love. You know, I'm like a little gothic hippie. You know, I'm all about the love. But what do you think we could do nowadays to just spread this unity to help just unite people and get rid of all this ugliness? What do you think? You, what would you do, Nia J? I have to think about that. That's a really heavy question. It really (laughs) is. It's almost like asking me, what am I going to do to save the world? That's literally what you're asking me. What am I going to do to save the world? (laughs) That's what it sounds like to me. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like we were able to come together, like for real, for real. Things would be so different. Like things would just be different. So what would I do? Um, I would continue to do the work that people are doing now. I don't know if there's a solution to it. I feel sometimes we're too far gone because people already have it in their mindset from a very young age, what a beauty standard is, or mm-hmm. it's actually getting worse with social media. It's got the past 15 years has been worse than ever. Yeah. <laughs> worse than the magazines and, you know, the TV shows, but, you know, it's like now you get to be in these people's everyday life and see what they're doing. And either you're going to love them or be a straight up hater. It's like the Selena effect, you know? Yes. That is the ultimate, the ultimate story of what was supposed to be feminine, beautiful energy and love turned to like a completely jealous rage. Because remember, this woman was Selena's biggest fan. She started her fan club. Wow. You know, the slower you were a person. Jeez. But you know what the killer part about that is? The age gap. You have Selena, she was young, vivacious, in her 20s. And then you got Yolanda Salivar, and she's like, I don't even know how old she was, but she was older. So it's just like, ma'am, like, 
make it make sense. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like wow. But you know what? That's how most haters. They really are in love with the person they're hating. Yolanda is a perfect example of that. I feel she was obsessed with Selena. Oh my gosh, she's so wonderful. But then somewhere in that clockwork in her brain, it became, oh, she's so wonderful. I hate her because I'm not that. Mm. When that happens, when it goes from idolizing the person to absolutely loathing them so much because now you're realizing oh it's the ego it's someone who someone who idolizes somebody like that yeah. they have a crazy insane ego because they're looking at this person as what they wish they could be and they right. know they could never be mm -hmm. that is deep that is at the heart of an evil person with an evil spirit who could never manifest into anything great because you have had evil just all over you like it doesn't get it doesn't get worse than that the president of the fan club come on now really <laughs> but you know what really trips me out about that too all the things that you just said the psychologist to me immediately i went left and said mental illness hello sociopath mental illness however it could just not be mental illness at all, you know, and a lot of people get that crutch and that handicap of, oh, they're mentally ill. They did this because, you know, they're unstable. And it's just, it's not that, like you said, like that is just pure evil in every form. Honey, Yolanda was nothing, it was nothing mentally ill about Yolanda. Oh. She was the ultimate hater. She was willing to throw her life away just so that young lady couldn't live and fulfill out her true purpose and her and her true destiny. Because I do believe that we are destined and I don't think her journey was done. I don't think God makes mistakes, but I do think that interferences can happen. For sure, for sure. Because you can't explain it anywhere, any other way. When someone is selected at random to be robbed or murdered or whatever in a shopping strip, that is random. Yeah. That is absolutely random. <coughs> It is absolutely random. So I'm not, I don't think that God was like, hey, I want you to die getting murdered. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> he just lets it be, you know. Right. So I don't think her. I don't I think I feel like she could have done more. That's my point. No if yeah. you're not taken out by something else, something like that, a murder. No, that's the same as suicide. It wasn't that person's time. So Ooh. I just think it's really horrible. And it, it just. I don't know what we can do. We have to start making little girls feel at a very, very young age that they are special, regardless. Yes. I agree. You know what company does a wonderful job? And of course, we're not sponsored by them, but I do love and, you know, love everything they do for our young, uh, grown up, uh, for our young people, Dove. I don't know if you've seen any of Dove's um, commercials, but they'll um, they'll have like the little girl looking on socials and, you know, she's like, huh, well, I don't look like that. And it's just like, you don't have to look like that. And they've always been so body positive and inclusive to all women. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they really strive on just teaching the youth like you're perfect the way you are. Don't worry about socials. And I'm all about that campaign. You know, that that's a beautiful thing. Like I think that a lot of companies need to get on the bandwagon, you know, and start, you know, just doing things for children, you know, especially like my little girls, like 
they both know they're pretty, but just to be humble and, you know, spread that love to other children. You know what I'm saying? I definitely, yes, for sure. I think that you just hit the nail on the head when it comes to um, attractive children or people to teach them to be humble, um, teach them to understand that you're not better than any other person. We all underneath, you know, the facade of the physical, we all breathe the same. We have lungs, a heart, a brain, you know, and so the basic anatomy is the same, but looks fade. So you have to have more going mm-hmm. on for yourself. Right. So I think if we kind of instill those values in little girls when they're younger, it can kind of help, you know, Yeah, for sure. change things around. But at the same time, social media is not going anywhere. No. And I just hate to say sometimes that the negative um, impacts of things can outweigh the good. The same way if somebody uh, under a post, mm-hmm. it could be a thousand positive comments. But if the person sees two negative, they are quicker yeah. to respond to that those one or two negative comments than the thousand positive ones. Exactly. Because we're kind of hardwired to, you know, for yeah. our own protection. It's, hey, what's that? What's that? What's that? And it's like, oh, dang, you know, but I think in the same time, you got to have that mind frame of like, you have to take the good with the bad. And I think a lot of people don't know how to equally do that. You know what I mean? Like, like not, you're not going to be every, like my mom always says, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You know, you just have to be happy with what you got and work with what you got, you know? So you know, I'm, I'm excited about the um, kind of sidebar, but not really. I'm excited about the Renaissance movie that's coming out. Beyonce's going to have it um, in AMC theaters. I just heard the announcement. So that's happening. Um, but I'm pretty sure, and we'll probably see this in the documentary, she probably had to really profess that to Blue Ivy before she hit the stage for the first Ooh, time. Yes. You have to prepare your child. The cool. stuff that she, she would know she was a child performer. Right, right. But she wasn't performing in front of 70,000 people, maybe a crowd of like 50 at like a Houston Beauty Expo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah. Or in the Walmart parking lot. That's the kind of stuff they were doing. Right. So I'm sure she's had many conversations and even more since the uh, the tour started. Hey, you got to have tough skin if you want to really get into this. Okay, you're old enough. Let's go. But just know everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to love you just because you're my child. People are going to come for you and you have to be ready. And on the flip side, she's probably teaching her how to be humble and really appreciative of the love that she's receiving. Because I see it when I'm the clips. We all see the clips. They pop up on the Explorer. Yeah. like (laughs) The dances and stuff. And then she she seems so... um, grateful and they're like yay blue and she's like oh you know that to me shows that the mom's doing a good job of of raising her right that she's appreciative and not like oh like i know (laughs) because i mean quite honestly if you don't have a fan base you don't make 240 million in four months (laughs) no right right you know So I, I feel like Beyonce's always been very appreci- appreciative of her fans. Mm-hmm. She knows that they're the ones who made her filthy rich. Hello. So you okay. have to love them. So I think she's instilling that into her child. 
So I think that's a really good um, example of, okay, how do you start with that positive feminine energy? How do you start again? If you're going to have a child who's thrown into the entertainment industry, especially if your parents are two of the biggest people ever, right? you have to have her prepared and teach her how to be humble. Because if not, it's not going to work out well. Agreed. I completely no? agree. Completely agree. You know, another child star I would say would be like similar to that would be Willow Smith. I think that Will and Jada have done a phenomenal job with that girl. And you yeah. don't hear anything about her in the media. She's doing her little goth rock. Right. And, you know, she's doing her thing. And, you know, she's she's wonderful, honestly. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, Will Smith has had his, uh, you know, this and that or whatever, they're doing a good job with those kids, I feel like. You know, yeah. that's another great example of, you know, parents keeping the kids on the right track. You know who else I think did a really good job back in the day was um, Diana Ross with Tracy Ellis. Oh, yeah. I just love her. Wow. I feel she's still down to earth and she's just like, I, I think if I meet her, I think we would have a really cool conversation, you know, for Maybe sure. Like over a drink or something. She just seems like she's that lady, really, like, you know. So I think that's another example of someone who doesn't seem all, you know. Exactly. Because we have those too. (laughs) (laughs) We have those too. For sure, girl. Oh, man. If you ever used to watch, what was that show on MTV back in our day? Um, What was it? The, uh, the hills and all that. Oh, yeah. The large comrade. Andrea Patrick's. Man. <laughs> Man. Privileged and I know it. You know, that type of mentality. Beyond privileged. And it's just like, oh, don't worry about that. Oh, it's fine. And we were so immersed into that. You know, like that was, that was the it show. You know, when we were coming up and stuff. We didn't have, when we were teenagers, we didn't have Instagram. Mm -mm. That came when I was like in my 20s. (laughs) You know what show, you know what show is the closest thing I could compare to Instagram present day? I don't know if you ever watched the uh, Nickelodeon, The Inn. It was like the nighttime teen um, channel. So it turned from Nickelodeon to The Inn. And they aired Degrassi. Degrassi. Degrassi, where actually Drake started yeah. his whole entire career with Degrassi. Yeah, it's my Friday night situation, and it just yes. it covered, you know, being queer. It covered bullying. It covered um, eating disorders. It covered yes. literally everything. It was so real and so in the moment, you know, and it was way ahead of its time. Like the, the right. whole show, you know, school shootings, like. Everything you could imagine. Yeah, all those topics. It's crazy. So that was like our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, all those shows. All those shows were in our Instagram. MTV and like you said, I think they called it, was it Noggin or something? The, whatever. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. I mean. Man. It just was, you know. A movie that I used to love, 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 love. I used to love the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> Cheetah girls, cheetah sister. I used to love the cheetah girls. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, you remember that show, Taina? Yes, girl. It's just so much stuff, you know? So that's what we had. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I used to watch all that stuff. Clarissa says it all, or whatever. I used to watch all that stuff, you know? Yes. So it's not rare 
for young women to look to older um, influencers, actresses, whatever. We didn't use the word influencers in our day. We said, you know, a celebrity, female celebrity. It's common. It's like, you know, but there's, as long as you understand that you are your own person, this person can inspire you to do something great, but do not, you should not want to be them. Yeah. You know, that's why the whole thing about impersonators for me, it's almost like, ugh. You know, is it crazy? Impersonators and share and all of that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about impersonators. I just feel like you should have your own identity. But I know if the money is good, then it's like you know, hey, I could I could just see you now. If somebody showed up like as a Nia J impersonator, you would just be so. You would cringe. I know you would. I would, and that's the same way I feel about all of the fake accounts and pages that exist with me now. And they're like liking the way I find this stuff is by looking at my stories. And then I see them hearting everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, this person has my face as their profile picture. And there's actual scammers too. There's actual scammers out there telling people I can flip your money, this and that. And they have my picture and I'm just like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. I don't want any of that smoke when the feds come knocking. I don't want none of it. You know, so, <laughs> that is not me. My page is verified. Okay. Me and Jane, I'm verified. Any other page that you see, I have to put this in y'all. Any other page that you see, it is not me. I'm not scamming or anything like that. Legit platforms like Dynasty Queens. Hello. Because <laughs> this year I've actually started to experience this, even on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you went back in the archives to get these pictures. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, when did I take this picture? Like, what did, huh? And I got to go back in time. And I'm like, this is from 2009. What's she really doing? Come on now. Like, <laughs> rolling, honey. Rolling. This one, this one, this one. No. Stop. <laughs> they are in love. They are obsessed. Oh, Lord. I can't blame you, though. Man, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you. Right. It's crazy. Like, you know, sometimes I want to just be like, who is this person? And if they don't have ill intent, if they're really just that obsessed and want to use me as catfish, I'm going to shake them and be like, why? Just what? be yourself. That's another thing. Catfish? Girl. Ooh, girl. That should so me out. Did you see the movie before the show? No. I've never oh, seen you it. Got, you got to see the movie that started the show. That, man. Man. <laughs> Back in the MySpace days and mm. when you were just copy pasting, like, oh, let me see what I can get. Let me see if I kill Davey. And then fall. the thing that kills me, you fall in love with this person knowing you don't look this way and giving them that, that dream, the illusion of, oh, this is me, you know, and we're having this conversation, but I can't FaceTime you or whatever it was back then, you know. I can't get on Skype. I can't do this. I can't do that. But just please believe it's me. Like, be for real now. That's the craziest part to me. It's like, okay, if I'm not within the first couple of days talking to you, at least back then, talking to you on the phone, it's everything virtual. And by the time FaceTime came around, there's no excuse to be Absolutely. There was even before, you know, the iPhone, you could talk to people through the, you know, computer. Right. So there's, for a long time, for at least 20 years, there's been a way that you can virtually talk to somebody, whether it be, you know, um, phone call or talking through like some type of um, whatever they had back then. The right. chats where you could have cameras and stuff, the early computer, whatever. There was a way. Our, if we can't meet in person. 
Mm-mm. That right there should solidify this is not a real person. <laughs> okay. But you know what the crazy thing is nowadays? Like even just say like you don't want to meet right away. There's deep fakes where you can just have somebody's voice. You can have somebody's face and it's not even that person. And it just looks like how you and I are talking right now, you know, and it's insane how much technology has progressed and advanced. So you can just do that and still be catfishing somebody. Yeah, that's like the AI, all that stuff we were talking Mm -hmm. about. That's really scary. It's really because you can almost like make anything, make a voice sound anyway. It's just like, it's crazy. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother lane, a whole nother avenue to to cover. But yeah, I just really, also, I really wanted to quickly touch on the, the whole situation with Lizzo. Because she is supposed to be a representative for, you know, um, the thicker community. She's supposed to be their advocate. But, girl, there's allegations and scandals and whatnot. What do you think about that? You know, I really honestly, when I heard about, like, what was being said and what she was telling her workers, it's like, you're not happy with yourself. Or you have let so many negative people influence the way you view yourself. That's that's just the way I think about it. Because... I've been thick before and people have said things. Usually I just let it roll off, but there comes a time where it's just kind of like, well, damn. And it puts you in a bad mood and it makes you feel bad. And it, you know, you don't realize the effect it has around the, on the people around you when you are like down because of something somebody said, you know what I mean? I really feel that she has so much negativity because anytime I see anything about Lizzo or I hear someone else talking about Lizzo, it's never anything good even before all these allegations, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, I feel that she, she's just taken on so much negativity that she just doesn't even know how to differentiate it from virtual, like real, like reality versus like virtual stuff. You know what I mean? So I can believe what she said. Some of the things she said, I really can. It's ugly, you know? And I really think that she just needs to take a step back and self-reflect and just be happy for what she's doing. She's got her Yiddy brand, which is amazing. Um, and, you know, she's doing really great things. So there's really no reason to treat other people like shit. Just honestly. Straight to the point, there is no reason to treat somebody like shit. Like for what? Um, I don't know. I believe, I believe the allegations. Um yeah. And I just don't feel like all these people would just be coming out. Like, for what? What would they have to gain? And it's kind of a lot. Some of the stuff is really, like, I don't want to use the word embarrassing because it's not their fault. But it's like, damn, really? Like, you really told these people that, Lizzo? Yeah. And it's just really. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what the the legal ramifications are, what's going on. So, of course, let her have her day in court or whatever. Or they're going to do the civil thing. Just let them handle that. And then move on with your career. Things happen, you know, there's always two sides to every story. So yes, all the allegations could be true. We don't know what the other party did first. So. Yeah. I just hope that, you know, she, you know, after all the trial and everything, I just really hope that she can just come into herself and just love herself to where she's not putting all that nasty stuff out, you know, and being ugly to people. Like, those people work hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't deserve that. They really don't. And that's the thing right there. How are we supposed to, you asked me the question earlier, 
literally you asked me, what are we, what am I supposed to do to save the world? Mm -hmm. That's what I heard. Yeah. So like for us to unify, like the way you're saying, how can we do so? And one of the top 10 idols of the past 10 years is, you know, supposedly be treating people this way. Mm -hmm. When she's not spewing the positivity that she's supposed to represent for her fan base and the women that she represents and all that good stuff. When you're not being a true proficient role model, but at the same time, a lot of people will tell you what I'm an artist. I don't want to be a role model. I just make music or I just act. I'm not. It kind of comes to the territory though. You're expected to be, you know, a true representative of, you know, the people, but everybody is not. They're in it for the almighty dollar. Screw everybody else. And everyone who's in my way, you know, so people have that mentality. Everybody's not, oh, I'm so grateful I made it. Let me give that. Everybody doesn't have that on their heart. Mm-hmm. Some people are vindictive and like, ha, 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 here I am. Everybody cannot handle power and influence. That. It can, it can turn you nasty, you know? You know, and I think, honestly, one of the most positive, influential artists right now to this day, and I think is the only person I've seen in a very long time, Aside from Beyonce, Taylor Swift is phenomenal with her fan base. She's a great role model for little girls. And just to have that, like, she I've never heard anything negative about the girl, you know? That girl is just full of energy. She's vivacious. She's positive 24-7, you know? And you look at the people that she surrounds herself with, too. Like Selena Gomez. Like, she's got good people that are also, you know, humanitarians that are doing wonderful things for this world that are in her circle. I think to answer part of the question I asked you, you have to just bounce that off of your people. So you have your group bounce those ideas off. And then because like I told you with the groups out here, you start that cycle and you just have that positive energy, just continue and continue. And you just reach out and you just, you know, turn those frowns upside down. Right. Start a movement, honestly. You know, it's so funny you said crowns. I was just watching, I I love documentaries. I was just watching the one about the Miss USA scandal from last year. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the scandal? I heard about it, yeah. So to catch the viewers up, and by all means, Crystal, this is the lady I'm about to talk about. Please, if you want to come on Dynasty Queens and clear the air before I get into the story, come on on. Come on on the show, girl. Let's talk about it. Crystal um, is from Houston, Texas, our hometown. Um, and she won Miss USA back in 2008. I mean, remember, she's like beautiful, like a caramel to brown skin lady with green eyes, Ooh. gorgeous smile, you know, five, nine plus <laughs> I remember vividly when she won because she was all over the place. And of course, she was on all of the local, like 97.9, The Box, and 102, right. and all her and television and then mainstream television. You know, she was all over the place. I, I remember her. And then she was in the movie um, with Taraji and what was that movie called? When Taraji went crazy, when the dude, what was that movie called? Oh, we talked about this on another episode. Oh my god, she was in that movie. She was the the second wife in that movie. So Crystal's in her thing, but uh, she in 2020 she acquired 
the Miss USA pageant under the Miss Universe umbrella. So what that means, she's the first person to ever be a franchisee from Miss USA. Yeah. So she was able to profit off of being, you know, the president or whatever, all that good stuff. So, girl, she had it set up and rigged for Miss Texas to win. Miss Texas won both Miss USA and Miss Universe. Miss Texas went to her independent pageant back in Houston, did all the training. The top 17, top 10, top eight, top three all went to Crystal's um, Beauty Academy in Houston. Uh So it was contrived and everything. And also the husband, her husband was like coming onto the pageant contestants and sexually uh, inappropriate. It was just a lot. So when you look at stuff like that, now they rig in the pageants like, it's just like this woman, once again, is supposed to be someone who's a role model and in a positive light. And she also was interviewed on the show, too. So she kind of said her thing and spoke her piece. So at the end of the day, I'm going to leave it at that. But Crystal, if you want to come on to Dynasty Queens and talk about it, two of your own H-Town girls ready yeah. to talk to you. We're ready. Come on. So <laughs> there's always two sides to every story. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pam, I'm going to let you close this out. What do you... What's the answer to all this? Because we covered a lot. Yeah, we did. We, 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 we did. Like, you know, just going back to, like, the main thing of this female unity, we got to do better, ladies. Like, I, I just don't know how else to say this. But just look at If y'all are moms, aunties, you know, whatever, you have small people around you, look at what we're building for them. Is that the world you want them to grow up in with all the hatred, the colorism, the whatever you want to call it, the jealousy? Is that what we want for these little bitty babies? I don't want that for mine, you know? So I really feel like we need to just give each other hugs, kumbaya, and figure it out and just be united, you know? Empower each other and just stick to positive things. That's what I think. Tell us what you think in the comments below. Let us know what y'all would do or how y'all would save the world, as Mia likes to say. <laughs> but thank y'all so much, everybody, for tuning into Dynasty Queens this week. Once again, I am Pamela Nicole, and I've got the lovely Mia J. And that's Dynasty Queens. Until next week. See ya.